I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, 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 and welcome to The New Normal, the Guilty Feminist Show about life and feminism in lockdown. Now, today, my special guest is Honey Ross, otherwise known on uh, Instagram as Honey Kinney. Um, uh, She's a brilliant uh, writer and also is fantastic on Instagram. It's really helped me become more comfortable with my body. I really recommend following her. Um, I'm just going to wait till we get a little bit more of a quorum before I bring her on. And I will remind you that the Guilty Feminist uh, for the New Normal does T-shirts through the merch store. Um, Now, 100% of the profit goes to the artist who has said the quote. Um, So it's something that they've randomly said that's funny or interesting through the the, uh, the New Normal. And that's because a lot of artists are currently not gigging. Um, uh, Writing jobs have become much less well paid. Um, and obviously it's, it's illegal to assemble an audience at the moment. Um, if that artist says, oh, no, I'm actually fine for money at the moment, uh, they can then nominate that that fee goes to a different uh, a different artist because um, it's very small amounts of money. Um, the merch store doesn't take a profit and neither does the Guilty Feminist and the, um, the T-shirts are made of um, sustainably and traceably and they are only printed on demand, so there'll be no waste. If you don't ask for somebody's slogan, to be printed on that T-shirt, it just won't happen. Uh, so you have to order it for it to be made. And we've got some great slogans. Um, we've got, uh, uh, I always think of the same ones. I feel like I need to be looking up some more of them so I can be plugging other people. Susie Wacomas uh, says bleak sterical. And they all say the name of the person that said them, the new normal and stay at home. Um, uh, um, Ellen Jones says big gay mess. Um, it just stuff like that that somebody said. There are some very very funny ones. Pippa Evans says Tom Selinsky's nanny, and so on and so on. Um, so uh, check them out. Go to guiltyfeminist.com and you go to merch and you'll see stay at home t-shirts or new normal t-shirts and uh, click on that and you'll see the whole range. But please know that uh, the money goes entirely to the artist to help them because frankly there isn't a lot of work right now for comedians uh and activists are also kept inside not able to do the normal things they can do so let me see if honey is there is she here yeah she is five four three in five four three 
Hi. There she is. How are Hello, you? honey. How are you? Yeah, weird. Existing. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's very. It's a very odd time, isn't it? It's a. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to have had the events in America concur with lockdown, it feels like the end of the world, like completely the end of the world, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's so hard not to feel so helpless. I mean, just what you were saying then of people who are activists who are used to being able to go out and be active and participate and try and help. It's very, um, I don't know, it's very distressing. It, I, my anxiety has been through the roof, honestly. I bet, I bet. Um, so uh, are you? have you been like glued to the news? Have you been trying to block some of the news? How have you been feeling? I think, so how have I been feeling? Um, I think pre, I mean, everything that's going on in America, I had been quite strict with myself. I, was, I think I've got very loud cats, I'm very sorry. Um, before I says, is that toast mewing? It's not, it's Honey's cats. <laughs> I'm cat sitting for someone and they're both in heat oh. and it's a lot. Um, oh my God. I know, both, both girl cats in heat, so it's intense. Um, before I'd been limiting myself to one news source a day that I would only check specifically, I'd try and do it latest in the day. Is that your internet or mine? Ooh, potentially mine. Let Is this any better? I'm on 4G now. Is that better? Light out here is horrible. Yeah, I get really upset by overhead light or by uh, who doesn't? Light that I just find I'm, I don't know why. I'm in lockdown. I'm really sensitive to light, but like I'll have a, like a visceral reaction if the light's not nice. I'm sure it's part of lockdown. If that's better, is mine still that's bad? Better. People are saying it's my internet. Is mine bad? Not for me. Oh, okay. No, you're, you're crystal clear for me. So if, if people say it's... Okay, good. Um, so I'd been quite strict with myself and kind of... Because I think I was just... It's weird because when, you know, everything's stripped back, you're in lockdown, you don't have any of your typical coping mechanisms. And I, you know, mm -hmm. I've got anxiety, depression and PTSD. It's a whole, you know, it's a triple threat. So I have to be super careful. I have, you know, and I think now more than ever, I have to be super diligent and look after my brain. Which yeah. is quite nice, though. When do you ever yeah. get given the opportunity in life to really just look after yourself, or at least try to? Yeah, I know what you mean. And at the same time, so I've I got this new app that I, it's not new, but it's new to me. Mm. Um, Nikesh Shukla recommended it on the new normal. It's called Freedom. Ooh, and what's that? It you can choose to block certain websites for a certain period of time. Wow. So there's one just called Scroll. That means anything you can scroll gets blocked so i immediately put the scroll blocker on for 12 hours when i got it nice. and i felt like i was on holidays i was like it's amazing oh i don't have to scroll like if i pick up my phone and do that pavlovian it's not scrolling for me because well, you're not go, stuck oh. in the scroll you know it's impossible not to get locked in i think it's you know oh. the app is literally designed to lock you in and it's like it really but is but but then everything happened in america and I just felt like these horrendous displays of white supremacy and it was, uh, I felt like I need to be, because I have something of a platform, I just thought it isn't okay for me to be like going, oh, well, 
you know, I just, I don't want to look at it right now. So, oh. hold on. Tom's doing a tech call for an amnesty show we're doing later. So that's me being, that's me being, tutty. No, I stayed up very late working on a script last night. And so I'm a bit, oh, I'm, I'm a bit tutty. Uh, I'm a bit like, oh, what's that? Just because I haven't any sleep. I'm sleep deprived. Um, but yeah, it, it's hard not to feel as a white woman because yes. we are the least criminalized group in the world and there's yes. a lot of vulnerability projected upon us. And at times we've, you know, collectively as a group, we've weaponized that clearly. Oh, we've, we've recently, weaponized you know, our tears. I think we have gotten away with murder, literally. Well, literally. For the longest literally. time. And I think- Literally. And it's so it was, it was, horrific it was, to sort of see what's it. What's going on in, right now is, I think, you know, I was talking to, um, Nadia, who I co-host my podcast with this morning and just talking about how actually the, it's such a similar energy to the Ferguson riots but because of the pandemic I do feel like there is the potential for there to be real change because there has never been such a big captive audience of white people now willing to or being mm -hmm. forced to confront their racism and I think and I think it's ongoing I think we all have to confront our racism because it is systemic and it is something I mean, it's it's a work in progress, and I think it's 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 such a weird time. I'm writing an op-ed piece at the moment about the if we when we ask men to step up mm. during Me Too and say, "Look at it, just look at it," yeah. because you've either looked away because it was uncomfortable because you did see the same things we saw, and you saw the looks, and you saw the joke, you heard the jokes, and you'd go, ha, ha. "Yeah." So either you knew or you didn't know and that's how protected you were. You really were in a privileged position to just look away because it wasn't happening to you. So either you didn't engage and didn't look and didn't think to ask, or you overlooked it because it was inconvenient and you blocked it out. And we're asking you now to come together and stand up and say, we see it, we're sorry, we'll do better. And I just, as a white woman, the piece I'm writing is about this and I'm saying, if we, we wanted that, and we asked for it and and like men many men not all hashtag not all men uh, but many men did step up yeah and go we see it we're going to change this environment and just and some environments are now a lot better and have changed it's not perfect and of course as always the poorest most disenfranchised women are not benefiting from me too in the way that the most you know, wealthier middle-class places are, but there is a sort of global understanding and a global conversation and a, and a shift that has seriously started to happen for women. Yes. As, but especially white women, because of course, always, you know, women of color are um, more routinely marginalized, less believed. And I really feel like there is, we cannot, ask for what we asked for in the last couple of years with me too and say see us hear us believe us completely and now not take responsibility for what white women do i'm specifically talking about white women like it's what all happened us. in new york that woman was not a gum-toting trump-loving woman you know woman from alabama she was at hillary hillary voting take my posh dog for a walk in the park woman and when it came to it she weaponized her whiteness. She weaponized her 
her her fear yeah, her, her innocence and that just uh -huh. kind of you know you're attacking me you know like you know and well i think charlie craggs uh the activist said such a brilliant thing um she said uh, it's like you know it's not it's like you said it's not gun toting uh trump supporters charlie craggs said uh it's women in h&m hats it's like yeah, well that's the problem and, that's it, and the it, problem, you know i mean the problem think... is everybody but um the problem is everybody and it's and it, but i just what i want to say in this article which i'm sort of uh blowing because i'm saying it here but um slightly but it's a video um um yeah i said that on the on twitter run bait girl she was i said on yeah on twitter that the fact that he was they had the same surname amy cooper and christian cooper they didn't know each other but had the same surname the origins of the surname were is the same reason why she feels she can speak to him like that yeah because that's not an african name um horrifying horrifying, horrifying. but yeah but but i mean i certainly hope i've never i know i've never deliberately done that i hope i've never inadvertently done it but all the prob but but i don't believe any no i don't believe there's any white woman in the world who hasn't lent into tears yes. or vulnerability to get an advantage or to get out of something because it and works it, it works, works. And i think and, and, we and have been aware as a group for a very long time that it works we, and i think now is the time to we sit have to with the fact it. we need to put our hands up and do better honestly and it's it's all we can and white do. women who claim they don't have it as far as I'm concerned, they've got a loaded gun on their person. If you don't know you've got it, you don't know you're carrying a loaded gun. And in an emotional exactly. moment, you might discover it and let and set it off. So exactly. we need to acknowledge we have it. We need to convince other white women you do have this. You have done this. You may not admit it to yourself, but think back. Have you ever been pulled over by a cop and in that moment when you were speeding, made yourself, think, think it through, remember, made yourself a little bit coy? Yeah. Um, okay. Or started crying. And what happens if, to a black woman if she starts crying? Oh, the, the, what's projected onto her is a vulnerability? No, it's instability. It's what might okay. she do? Um, I will let you know. I'll post it on here. But it's, it's, what, it's what might she do? It's what, it's, uh, if a black woman or, an, or, or um, uh, certainly a black woman, but if a South Asian woman or Middle Eastern woman because of, you know, the history of the world and, you know, well, she might be unstable. If she's crying now, yeah. maybe she'll be violent in a minute. If a black man started crying at the airport, oh, he's definitely unstable. They take him yeah. away. Whereas you or I start crying, we didn't know we had that in our bag. We didn't understand. We didn't know yeah. the rules. It'll be like, that, all right, darling. It's the we'll kind of presumed innocence time. of whiteness, I think. Yeah. And how White, tears... Whiteness gives you an invisibility tears vulnerability. vulnerability. Yes. And I think it means that so many people are able, so many white people myself included are able to get away with so much and it's not good enough we can't keep doing this and i think this, it's, is, the, you know, this it, is the problem it should be we should feel guilty and we should feel uncomfortable because you know the systemic issues that are in america are because of our country they're because of the uk mm -hmm. and we built the systems in place yeah and 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 it's and you know, some people say, oh, but it wasn't me. It was people generations ago. But you benefit from it. You benefit yeah. from it every day. You get out of bed yeah. and you benefit from it. And you keep taking and hoarding from that advantage place. And I think 
it feels like white people are finally having to have this conversation. Completely. Nobody's wanted uh, to have it. And, you know, I've only been, woke, I've only woken up to the, the conversation, you know, the last four years to my great shame. And I've sort of had comfortable, unco uncomfortable, comfortable versions of it on the podcast. And now I'm like, I really now need to say I'm complicit. I'm to blame and I'm responsible. And as a group, these, if these are my people, you know, it's no good saying, oh, well, it wasn't me and that's it in Central Park. Because I, I can imagine that woman would identify as a feminist. And I, she could have come to the Guilty Feminist show. Like, I don't, I'm not saying she has. Don't, that's not a fact. But I'm saying, am I, am I honestly saying that nobody who loves the Guilty Feminist has ever done that? No. In that moment, I mean, it was particularly bad that she was going, an African-American man, but, but even if she hadn't said that, just the sort of, I'm going to call the cops and knowing how that might make him run away. Continue. Mm. No, no, I'm just saying that white, heavy helping of well-deserved white guilt on the table. Um, how are, how are you in lockdown with this news um, with this with, with this news with this uh, with this world as it is how are you feeling in yourself during lockdown you know it's going to sound so uh, bizarre but I actually feel pretty good I think uh, you know I've <laughs> I've had depression my whole life so it's like I've been training for a pandemic, you know, I'm right. very, very The amount of people with depression, anxiety, who go, I've got this. This is oh. what I've been worried would happen. Now it's happened, the worst has happened, I'm fine. Totally, oh, it's completely, yeah, I think, you know, I think there's something comforting in you spend your whole life catastrophizing because of your mental health and then something bad actually happens and you're like, oh, we're in it, we're in it now, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think also, you know, there's something to having, you know, I spent like months basically bed bound, so, I can be with myself in my own space. And I'm like, eh, kind of like, I, I really like my company, which I know is a privilege. And also, you know, I've been in, I've been in therapy since I was 14. If I didn't like my company, I think I should get a refund. But um, I'm, I, I think I'm also having maybe too many personal revelations that I could do without. I'm sure everyone is having that, especially because we're all listening to so many kind of um, eye-opening podcasts. But I'm existing, I'm surviving. It's okay. Great. I'm, I'm delighted to hear that. Is there anything you do to, uh, is there anything you do to remain or to maintain emotional stability or mental stability that you've discovered in lockdown or a strategy you had before if you've suffered from, de as you've discovered, as you suffered from depression, anxiety before? I have so many things. Deborah, you've opened a floodgate. I've got so many things. <laughs> Go <laughs> I mean, on. Like, this is the queen of coping, coping mechanisms that you're talking to right now. Um, I have the most chaotic but very structured bedtime routine, which honestly has kept me sane and alive. And because I think especially, you know, people, I'm used to spending a lot of, was used to spending a lot of my days out and about, which would tire me out. I have issues with sleeping, obviously, what don't I have issues with? Um, and so, you know, it, I would... You know, I was sitting in lockdown being like, how the fuck am I going to fall asleep without like, you know, like, I don't know. Um, so actually, I've put this very rigid nighttime routine in place where I listen to like a meditation. I listen to the sound of a gentle campfire and like 
do 500 different skincare things and write in a journal for an hour and put on a Himalayan salt lamp. It's kind of like um, a ritual. It's like I'm summoning wow. a demon, but it's very nice. And I it probably it, like, seduces your brain into knowing it's bedtime. It's like they do that with babies where they go, we put on the special sleep suit for night, which we yeah. don't do for naps. And then we dim the lights at this point. We put the, the mobile on and, and our brains are not oh, yeah. really our very brains different from need then. It's that. Like, they need you to just seduced. go, oh, that sound, that smell, it's bedtime. Like drink a cup of tea an hour before bed. You've got to just like, there's loads of things where you just like, your brain goes, oh, she's drank the tea, it's time for bed. Like it's, I basically, mm. this is what, I had this realization and I told my friend, um, my friend Michelle, who's a life coach, that I now live my life as if I'm a sim, um, mm. which is something I learned to do from depression where you go, oh, my hygiene bar's a little low, oh, my social bar's quite low. Or, you know, you kind of, uh, you learn to break down your needs like that and they become quite right. manageable. Mm, that um, makes sense. But I'm, it's very nice, I must say. Um, I also play um, Animal Crossing like my life depends on it. It's the only thing that calms me down. It's the only thing that I can consistently focus on, um, which is very nerdy, but it's been a lovely distraction and escapism. I think the ritual will help. I think people, people, because people like to take away things from this show. Yes. Um, so having a bedtime ritual of three or four things to do in a row Completely. because at the moment our days aren't very punctuated because we're in lockdown so it's not like no. I went out I came back I went for a walk I went to the gym or I you know met a friend or I can oh it's yes. end of the evening it's just like one long so if you have like times yeah. of the day when you do things that really really helps do you have well, any I new I'm a feminist butts from this um so like do you have any cosmetic ones or anything like that? Doesn't have to be cosmetic. I'm just, I was just I trying to I am a feminist, but I have been shaving my entire body in lockdown just to feel something. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I never, I've always had body hair. I've loved my armpit hair. I mean, white feminism in 2015, who didn't love a little bit of armpit hair? Like I was into it. And like, I think it's just, I'm just bored. I'm like, I get in the bath and I'm like, might as well just hack this off. It's just for me. It's quite, it's quite nice. I even I did my bikini area. I was like, I don't, I don't even do that when there's not a pandemic. So you do know, you not? See, I love I love everything waxed and smooth. I love um, a, I love a wax every so often. I'll do a wax maybe like I'll leave a long gap. I'll, but before summer, I'll do a wax if I'm going to be right. slutty, you know. Um, I I. I own a self-ownership of that word before anyone writes in. Yeah, um, 100%. I, you know, I am a big old slut. I that's quite, reclaimed. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, I've been much more lax in lockdown. Um, but I, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm now, I've had to go, I've gone back to shaving because obviously I cannot wax nice. myself. Um, I do not know how to do it. And I think I would end up in tears. Um is there anything that surprised you about this? Um, about, surprised you about yourself or the world, or human, the human race? Oh, because I don't want to be uh, defeatist. Because um, there have been things where I've gone like, humanity is good. I think, I think, you know what it is? I think what I've noticed about lockdown is how introspective everyone has become, myself included. And I think it's very hard not to because you've got so much time to sit with everything that's going on between your ears and I think it's I, 
I found that difficult. I, I, you know, I think it's been helpful and I think I've actually grown a lot and changed a lot in this time. But um, some days were like, I'd really like a day off from my uh, exhausting brain. Mm, but, I do know what you mean. Um, it's, do, do you, um, speaking of slutty, do yes. you think this is going to change us in our attitude towards intimacy and sex? Because yes. I feel like maybe it's the end of lockdown. It means the mm -hmm. end of um, that sort of swipe right, shag them and ghost them as soon as possible. That so many of my friends are going, yeah. oh, I'd have to let someone back into my body now. And that's, I'm not used to that anymore. And I, right. I actually, it feels like it's resealing. And I'm, oh, it would be a really special thing for, to let anybody do that. And they would, I wouldn't do it, just let somebody, some strange man come around. And I think that's a really, that's, and other people are going, I literally cannot wait. Some friends have confessed to me that they've broken lockdown because they can't, they can't. Yeah. And, <gasps> Yeah, they feel really bad. Like, don't it. do it. Yeah, of course. I um, think, but you know, I and think they, how are things not? How could things not be immensely different? With, I think it's going to go. There's two ways it can go, which is either people are going to be gagging to commit or gagging to run a mile. You know what I mean? I think it's there's no middle ground now. Mm. I think people who were scared of commitment before will be more scared of commitment, and I think people who were open to something before this will be more open to something. Is what yeah. I've been talking about with my therapist a lot. Um, I, I haven't, one thing like I found Martin out, said, if she, if we were going back into lockdown, she wouldn't be single again. She's like, I'm nailing it down. If I see lockdown coming again, nailing down a relationship, going into lockdown with somebody. Um, do you think we are going to be in a situation where if we go back into lockdown, people are going to behave differently and going to go, I know what I didn't have last time. No. People, no, people don't have the foresight. People don't have the foresight to even be quarantining right now. I think half the people who are even displaying symptoms of COVID right now are quarantining. I think like ugh, people aren't gonna be better prepared for when there's a second spike because people don't wanna know there's gonna be a second spike. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is the, the I feel thing. like if I knew there was a proper serious months long lockdown coming ever again, yes. in a post, lockdown world if we were ever going mm. back in my i'm a feminist buses i would ask uh, a head hair and makeup person to move in with me rent free and then i would also pay them for their services wait say that one more time sorry because someone just phone called me and it just i lost okay. it for one second my, <laughs> my i'm a feminist parties i'm a, my i'm a feminist parties i'm a feminist but if some if if i would post if we came out of lockdown then i had to go back in again yeah. I would love to invite someone who could do hair and makeup to come and stay with me rent free so that I could pay them to do me a blow dry every now and again if we're all going to be in lockdown. Because I feel like there are there are things that I kind of didn't know I would even miss. Oh, yeah. Um, so true. That I kind of miss that I'm like, oh. Um, so I kind of understand when people go, oh, you know, I'd hook up with someone for the duration. I absolutely do kind of get oh, that. Oh, totally. And like, I, like, I... I've been having a lovely social distance romance over Hinge and having lovely FaceTime dates with one person. Oh, like, wow. In lockdown, we met on a dating app in lockdown and that's been this whole new experience. It's wow. been really wonderful and exciting, but... Have you gone on social distance walk in the park? No, we haven't yet, but we're planning on when we're going to meet, which is exciting. Somebody told me about this and they said it was like a Jane Austen novel. It's exactly, it's like I'm being courted. It's, which yes. also like, I'm a feminist, but... 
I love being courted, right? Yes. I've never been courted in my life. And I've now suddenly got a very lovely boy sending me like lovely letters and songs and it's like oh <laughs> uh, also, yeah we're back to mixtapes we're back to spotify playlists right. so, and like and, sending and each other book recommendations and podcasts it's so intimate and also facetime itself said, is so intimate exactly as someone said to me that they they sort of i think it was like their boyfriend but they weren't living together so they had to do a sort of socially distanced walk around the park and she said it was like being in a Jane Austen novel, like take, shall we take a turn around the room? And it's, oh my God, that is really, me, every time I come down from my FaceTime date, my housemate shells, my, she heckles me, shall we take a turn around the room? Because she just thinks it's the funniest thing that I am in this kind of ostentatious relationship. It's very exciting. So, so funny. Um, yeah, I wonder what it will do, especially to teenagers who are dating for the first time in lockdown. Oh, I think God. it will change people. I really think this period is going to change people in one way or another. I feel like there's going to be polar responses to it. I think you're right, but it, I think it is going to reshape. If this is your teenage, you know, a sexual awakening summer, you cannot not be affected by this for the rest of your life in some I, way or another. Yeah, I think attitudes around sex are going to be very different after this. I don't think necessarily for the better, because I think with it, like, you know, Obviously, I'm immensely sex positive, but I think there is now a fear around having sex. Obviously, because like you said, it's letting someone in again. It's so intimate. It's an exchange of fluids and contact. It's something we've been told so specifically not to do. Um, and also, even after this virus, is if we have a vaccination, yeah. well, there might be another one. It might mutate. Like, I think it will just make us a bit scared in general. Yeah. And then some people will get reckless and it'll be like the roaring 20s. I think yep. it will be a combination of the Roaring Twenties and, and some people being quite... Um, I did Mary Beard's Lockdown Culture Show on BBC Two and there was mm. a, a, a professor of risk from Cambridge called David who said, "We the government's going to have to tell us to go out again at some point and go, it's okay, go to a restaurant, it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. I mean, the trouble is I don't trust this government. Like, if they told oh. me to go to restaurants, I'd be like, what I is everyone asking? What's New Zealand them. doing? How many... Because New Zealand's out of lockdown now because she just went, right, all get inside. Let's do it. Let's do this. And they're out now. I know. We've exactly. got more deaths than anyone in Europe. This, this, did you see it? It was like, oh, how could I Spain not? had like two deaths and like, you know, there were just sort of like, which was, you know, two more than anybody wants. And, you know, to those, to those families. But the numbers are going down, whereas our numbers yeah, are going Yeah, it's devastating, but everybody else was under 100 and we were like 350 or something. And we're just coming out of lockdown because... Dominic Cummings fucked up and Boris is like, oh, we've had, we've had, an, it's not like a reward for good behavior coming out of lockdown. It has to be, it has to equate with the science, surely. But someone said, um, what I've heard a lot of things. Someone was like, Boris Johnson would personally inject everyone's grandma with coronavirus if he could, just to get the economy back up and running. And I don't yeah, dispute true. that. Um, but also I, I've heard people theorize that this is the government kind of sloppily trying to go back to their herd immunity idea by relaxing the lockdown far before we should be doing it i they want to live in just into our damn world honey i know <gasps> it's hell it's Life is hell cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you, to cheer us up, have any pets or anything in the house you'd like to show us? Could be a headdress. <gasps> hello! This is Diana. Oh, she is hello, Diana. The, truly the silk. She feels like cashmere. And she's so oh. fluffy and adorable. Um, can I ask a question? Your cat, mm -hmm. who I see all the time on Instagram. Yes, she's right beside me, actually. Maura. Maura? Named after a Love Island contestant, I remember at the time. So more is there, and there were two loner cats as well. Yes. Um, so you are. How is Maura taking the intruders? Because I believe cats are all leave voters. One hundred. Dogs are remain voters. Cats are leave voters. That's my belief. Do you remember when Brexit was topical? Oh my God! I know. I was like, Do you remember Brexit that? was the only thing, and now it's like. It's like, we don't well, even have time to talk about Brexit now. Brexit is like, what? I don't... It I might mean, have been the first horse of the apocalypse, looking back. It was um, a warning, for sure. I think we've been breadcrumbed warnings for a while that, you know, the season finale was on its way. And I think we're just about there. It's true. Uh, somebody there says, uh, not to be dramatic, but I'd die for Mora. Fair. Fair. Run well, girl says, is... God, I miss Brexit. Lol. Um, I mean, yeah, what a life. I know. Oh, that's nice. None of my cats are. Actually, Seymour might be Remain. Seymour's my probably cats, Remain. I like to think my cats are Remain. On, uh, the, the two girls I'm cat sitting for are definitely leave, but Maura's Remain. Oh, that's she, nice. I, yeah, she's, you know, it's, it's a political household. Um, she's, yeah, she's heaven. I mean, honestly, I have to say having a pet through the lockdown has been one of the best blessings. Honestly, just having someone to look after that's not myself has been lovely. Mm. But also someone who doesn't know what's going on, who just wants to, yeah. who's happy to have you stroke them. Yeah, who just I wants think to be quite The intimacy. I need I'm just gonna intimacy. go upstairs because I'm worried this is gonna die. And if it dies, I lose the video and that can't happen. So yeah. I, uh, um, I wasn't plugged in enough. So let me just, hold on. I'm gonna take you upstairs. Um, Please do. I'm going to get in my bed. This is the part of the show where if I haven't plugged in, it's in bed with Deborah Francis White. I feel like I'm sort of, I think of myself as a Madonna Ono character. Um, I mean, it's not a very sexy time in bed with me because it's like got last night's pajamas in it. It's not like a satin sheets. The seats, the sheets need changing really. It's not, it's not as sexy as advertised. Um, yeah, I mean, like I think it's bathroom. pretty sexy. It's looking pretty That's... sexy to me. 
Um, it's actually, that's actually Steve's bathroom that I stole because I used his bathroom because it's got better <laughs> Um So even my bathrobe in my bed. Um, so yes, it's, I mean, sexy is a strong word. Um, let's not overuse it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, David it's a very, very low bar. Someone says, great to hear on Six Music today, Dear Tubbs. Thank you. I didn't, I, we recorded that last week and I loved that interview with Sean. He was so much fun. Sean Keveney on Radio, Radio Six Music. He was so much fun. But um, I thought, God, it's a bit lol-tastic for this because it was before this, before the news of the, the protests and yeah. revolutions in America. And... I felt really like, my God, if it comes out today, I'm going to be like, hi, lol, jokes. Yeah. Ha -ha. I'm I like, oh, I hope it's okay. Anyway, um, uh, thank you very much and uh, delighted that you heard it. Very kind. Um, so, yeah, I just, I also wanted to ask you, do you have any hope, renewed hope for humanity because of this? Is there anything that you think, because this has happened and the way people have responded, maybe things will start to turn a corner? Do you mean in terms of what's going on kind of racially or do you mean like in general with Corona? Lockdown. Lockdown. But I could take it as anything that's happening right now. Is it, is it sort of, you know, you said before, well, white people might be finally waking up and realising that there's a deep injustice in the system. Is there anything about lockdown that makes you think, oh, yes, maybe with... I think with lockdown, I mean, I flip between and I'm sure we all do of, you know, you have one day where, you know, when we were all clapping, you were like, oh, the world is maybe nice. And then, you know, one the next minute you see people having a house party and you're like, why? You know, so yeah. I think it's, <laughs> I really flip between the two. I, I always want to hope that the world is going to be better, but I think we've all been burned so many times. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to be uh, reserved to protect my heart. But who knows? Okay. Is there, are there any habits you might take forward? Is there anything you've, you do in lockdown now that you think, oh, I'm going to stick with this? I mean, I think I'm going to take a lot. Of, I think there's something about I found uh, this. Is gonna, I just think the way I've learned to look after myself in lockdown is something I'm going to take away with me for the rest of my life. And I feel, I, I mean, I'm 23. This is embarrassing that I'm saying this, but I think there's, you know, I've learned oh, to actually give. Oh, sorry, I'm frozen. I think I've learned to actually give myself the time to stop and check in. And I think I've realised that if I'm feeling something negative even if i'm locked in the scroll on instagram and feel like i'm gonna have a panic attack or something i can check in and go you're clearly looking for something you're looking for an emotion you're looking for someone mm -hmm. to meet your needs but it's gonna have to be you it's gonna have to be you to meet those needs and i found that really empowering because i i realized mm -hmm. i was like oh i can do anything and i can do anything on my own and i can probably do this forever not, mm -hmm. not that i want to or have to but if i could i could and that's really empowering um Maybe that's your T-shirt. Every day there's a T-shirt based on something that the, the guest says. And sometimes it's funny and sometimes it's profound. But maybe who's going to meet my needs? It's going to be me. Is quite it's a true. good T-shirt. That is a For a lockdown T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> who's going to meet my needs? I guess it's, it's going to be, be me, me or it's got to be me. So are there anyone yeah. here other than these cats? And they want me to meet their needs as well. Um, are, you, are you in lockdown with a flatmate? 
Yes, I'm in lockdown with my best friend and housemate, who I've actually known since I was three years old, Lulu, who is, you know, there's no one else I could have done oh. this with, honestly. And wow. what's quite, we have quite a nice uh, joke between us, which is what a time to be single, because our neighbours keep on having very aggressive uh, rows, and it's so, uh, I feel quite smug about it, I'll be honest. <laughs> it probably is a good time to be single, to be honest. Um, I am very surprised that Tom and I haven't really rowed like in the, we had we just That's we just so nice though I think we Ooh. just sort of worked out early on it's a bit like can you see me I can see you now yeah it's a bit like who's a bit like who's going to meet your needs there's only me you know yeah. I felt like I think early on we both went if I'm not nice to you <laughs> you're the only one here so yeah. then I'm going to not have anyone and then we're going to have this tense thing so we just sort of decided um uh well that could be another t-shirt actually what a time to be single but yeah i think we both did that same thing that you've just done with yourself and going yeah i've only got you so i'm gonna be a bit nicer to you than not i'm gonna be actively compassionate to you for a while and then we got into a nice routine of it um, but i'm aware I, I am not smug about that at all because it could you know at any point listen that, that if we stay in for another four weeks it could it could take a turn so if anyone's thinking oh fucking hell i can't be ready to, ready to be shot of him uh slash her then i completely understand that but that you know um, that is interestingly that's one thing my therapist said though is i she was like couples who are strong will get stronger and couples who are struggling will struggle further and it sounds like you've just gone from strength yeah. to strength um, what else you know, does your therapist say? Because I don't have a therapist, so I could. Can I have some of your secondhand therapy? Let's like breathing secondhand smoke while other people's therapists oh, say. Wait. Uh, oh my god, I live to give secondhand therapy. It's my, it's my. You kick. do. You're so good on your. You always answer people's questions on your Instagram. If you don't follow Honey Kinney, you really should, because you've made me feel a lot better about my body and uh, like to sort of see my body as beautiful. Um, because you proactively see your body as beautiful and it is, uh, but, but it's really easy for me to see your body as beautiful and then not mine. But it's sort of, I've sort of, it's it sort of, it is very seductive after a while. Of course you change the wallpaper and you know, guess what, you know? Um, and, uh, I think the other thing is, is, uh, is your, yeah, you give, you're very generous with your time giving lots of, lots of advice. Um, so any secondhand therapy today, please? Secondhand therapy, let me think. I mean, I had quite simple but nice advice today. I actually had a therapy phone call today, which I have to say, the real reason I've been so okay through lockdown is I'm so privileged to have a therapist and God, the difference mm -hmm. it has made just for my general well-being and survival. And I think, you know, everyone should be able to have therapy and it's such a disgusting thing that it's so hard to get. But my therapist did say today, when something's right, it will feel right. And I just think that's such good advice. And, like, and I think it's also to do with knowing if someone- Was she talking is... about the turn, of, turn about the park gentleman? She was talking about turn about the park. Oh my God, I hope he's not watching this. But like, I think it's something about like, when things feel easy, things feel easy. And if, the, if you're fighting or confused, then you have your answer. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's um, great life advice. Somebody says it gets lonely during ovulation, which I think is its own T-shirt. Um, I mean, I signed me up. A close friend of mine uh, was talking about his therapist. Mm. And I said, and he said, oh, you know, something about arguing with someone. And I said, so if we ever have an occasional sort of like we have a sort of tip or something. I said, do mm. you ever talk to your therapist about me? And he went, yeah. And I went, well, I'm going to need right of reply. So next time we have an argument, I'm going to make you a little voice note. 
that you have to play your therapist with my side of the story because I don't want you. I was like, I'm what obsessed. is your say? But it would, I think that's a really funny idea for a script that sort of somebody who's like, play this, that you just get after an argument, have a voice note. It's like, this is to play to your therapist. Uh, so <laughs> like, like a rebuttal, a proper just like. Yeah, just look. to be, just to put my side of the story forward. So like, you're going to hear their side of the story anyway. It know. would be remiss of you not to hear both sides of the story before you make your way to make a judgment. I'm obsessed with that. And please, please write that. I would love to I'm gonna. That. I'm absolutely oh, gonna. Um, uh, so do you have any uh, watches, books, anything like that, that oh, you would so. like to tell us about? Anything you've what been watching, I... reading, listening to? I have been loving, I've been listening to Janelle Monet all week. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's very important to uh, support black artists right now and Janelle Monáe is an incredible black queer artist who I adore um, and her music makes me feel very safe and happy um, just lovely lovely feminist message it's gorgeous um, and then I've been watching Little Fires Everywhere which I actually uh, it starts so amazing and then I think it gets a bit broad but I did really enjoy it and you know I'm just grateful that all of the wonderful entertainment we can consume. Like, God, what a time to be alive. I mean, remember when there was just like some channels and you had to watch what was on one of the channels or an old movie you'd watched a million times? The shit we used to watch. We used to watch The shit we watch now, but it's like, at least there's a wider variety of shit to get through. We're so lucky. Well, also you can choose it. You can kind of go, oh, actually, I want to watch something really good. And really substantial, yeah. or actually, I want to watch something a bit light and fluffy. Um, I have to say, that is the biggest, like, that's such a joy of being able to go, I just need to watch something where I completely shut my brain off. Or you can be like, I want to watch a documentary that's going to absolutely educate me and stimulate me. And it's like, oh my God, we have access to that. Like, mm -hmm. in a way, that gives me hope for the world. Yep. And uh, is there a feminist ask or an activist ask today that we could help you with? Is there anything we could get behind yes i believe the website is the bailproject.org and it is a bail fund in america to help people get out of i mean if they've been arrested yesterday essentially from the protests um it's very very I, my important. friend in la said they changed there was an eight o'clock curfew in la which is an amazing sentence to say in itself and they at 5 20 they or 5 20 or 5 30 they announced it's going to be six and of course, most people did not know that or hear that. And that was so they could arrest anyone yeah. they wanted to after six o'clock. It's disgusting. It's just like, it's, I mean, it's very frightening that, isn't it? Um, Google because so, it's not even shocking, um, you know, and I think it's, it's not shocking anymore that they are just allowed, the police are just allowed to act like cartoon villains and, it, and we just have to sit and take it and so watch. It's so frightening. So frightening. Um, uh, somebody asked if I'm going to any protests in London over the weekend. Yes. Um, there's one on June the 3rd, which I think is at the American Embassy that I'm going to go to. Um, I've put it on my socials. I don't have it to hand in front of me because my phone is, if I go on that, I'll cut honey off. But I've put it on at DFDubs and I'll repost it through the week. Um, and also tonight, I'm doing uh, shows with Amnesty International uh, this week, so tonight we're doing the four Yorkshire men that used that used to be the four Yorkshire men, and we have updated it for the Secret Policeman's uh, tour for the four Yorkshire women. And we're talking to Siobhan McSweeney, who plays Sister Michael in Derry Girls, and Juliet Stevenson, uh, the remarkable, both remarkable women. 
Wednesday night, um, so we're releasing, uh, we're playing the sketch, we're playing um, our analysis of the sketch and discussion of the sketch, and then you can do a live Q&A with um, me, Siobhan, and Juliet tonight. So tune in at, uh, I think, quarter past seven on Facebook Live and Amnesty UK's Facebook Live page. Um, there are other channels as well, but you can only ask questions on Facebook Live. On Wednesday, we're reuniting the cast of Goodness Gracious Me to talk about going for an English mm -hmm. with Nish Kumar, who uh, was one of the people who recreated the sketch in Edinburgh for the Secret Policeman's Tour that we did not long ago, did last year um, or the year before. So uh, tune in on Wednesday night to see that again. It'll be on our socials. And Friday night, they are replaying We, uh, we Know Where You Live Live. And it's The Secret Policeman's Ball is a reference to police brutality in police states where you know the the reason it's called secret policeman's ball is it's like secret policemen can't have a ball because then we'll know who they are and they're not those yeah. they're the kind of police who aren't accountable and that's why it was called the secret policeman's ball and the reason it was we know where you live live it was about sort of the way they go we know where you live and amnesty was saying we know where you live yeah. governments that, play, wow. that that are using human rights abuses and it's a sort of such a legacy brand. I think people who know it just go, yeah, Secret Police as well, and they don't think about it. I, I, I had never when, known that, which Well, is this crazy. week when we're thinking about police violence, it's particularly, mm. you know, somebody said to me, oh, it's very evocative, we've got policemen in the title. And so I sort of thought mm. I really wanted to talk about that and why it was called that. And the sort of, it, the, you know, that we have had people on the stage in the last couple of years on Secret Policemen's tour events who themselves have lived in police states and being suffered from police brutality and state violence. So um, uh, these, this is a week of events and we thought, should we go ahead with it almost because, you know, in the light of what's happening in America, then we thought no, yeah. because if Amnesty don't go ahead with their events that always shine a light on human rights issues. Um, and these, in these cases, you know, going for an English is a, is a, is a sketch that yeah, highlighted to, to English people what they looked like in an Indian restaurant and what yeah. it that that group that group they they did goodness gracious me and um the, the Kumars completely uh built built bridges in this country and made people of uh other races who were not Asian go oh hold on a minute let's be honest white people go oh no that if the Kumars are my family so is this Asian family yeah. in the street what am I thinking and it's it's it what you know they did so much incredible work with comedy so yeah. we do want to go ahead with it because it's it's important well i think um, comedy is such a powerful tool for elevating marginalized voices and i think it allows people who have not previously felt comfortable to speak up it gives them a platform to speak and often a way that feels safe to do it because you are in control of the narrative indeed indeed um so we will make, can you make stories um, uh, yes. of the, the bail fund, anything that you want, anything else you want to yes. share with us? Is there anywhere we should be following you or any work that you're doing that you'd like us to see? Yes, I would love for you to, if you're interested, listen to the podcast I host with Nadia Craddock called The Body Protest, which we talk about. It's an intersectional body image podcast talking about any kind of issues you've ever had with your body, food, sexuality. We've covered it. Um, and actually we're starting season two hopefully soon. We've already recorded a couple, but we're, you know, it's Corona. Um, and yeah, my Instagram is at honeykinney. And is there anything else you want to tell us about how you think the, the lockdown or the virus might affect mm. our body image? Is might be affecting it right now or might yeah. affect it on the other side? 
I mean, I've received, at the start of the lockdown, me and Nadia were doing weekly live podcasts just, and it was really intimate and people just sending us questions being like, I'm really struggling with my weight. I think a lot of people, I think it's a complicated time for our bodies in many ways because I think our routine has changed. We're not exercising as much unless we're actively trying to. We are probably eating more than usual because our meal times are different. We are at home all day. I think there is a natural, your body is most likely naturally changing for a lot of reasons. And I think there's, you know, that's most people's worst nightmare, having that happen out of their control. Um, and that's what we've been seeing a lot of. Um, I think it doesn't help that there's also a lot of memes being like the worst thing that could come out of the lockdown is being fat, essentially. And it's like, you know, mm. there's much worse that could happen. I think the main thing that there is to say is right now is the most important time to practice self-compassion. I think if you catch yourself thinking thoughts that are around your relationship with your body and your food that are negative or toxic or feed into a trigger that you've had in the past with your relationship with your body, you're not a passenger to your thoughts and you are able to kind of go, hang on, we don't do this anymore. I think that's what I've been trying, I've been trying to be mindful of um, throughout. But also everyone should follow uh, Nadia.Craddock. She is actually watching right now and she's amazing. She's much wiser than me. Body image researcher, genius, icon, angel. Um, great. Okay, so could you make a story as well about your podcast? And I do recommend, uh, I'll follow Nadia now as well, but I do recommend following Honey um, because it's sort of, it's very cheerful content, but it just sort of, it's just sort of filtered into my brain and I have... Uh, definitely changed my um, in fact I talked about you to the New York Times but they didn't I don't think they put your name in I think they just said I just think I just I sort of mentioned you as a body positive or a body Thank acceptance you. influencer um, but it's a, you know, so nice. interviews, it's always, um, also I've recommended I did my splendid isolation for the Telegraph which seems like unbelievably mm. flippant now in the light of this thing but I posted on my stories anyway because I prim I talked about some of the shows that I've really enjoyed and the books I've really enjoyed. So if anyone's interested in the things I've been watching, doing and, and uh, listening to in yeah. lockdown and um, my amazing feminist dance teacher, and uh, it's all there in the Telegraph, um, which I think you can read a couple of articles a week for free or a month or something. Um, but I also posted um, some of it onto my stories as well. Um, so check that out. And finally, 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 if lockdown was over and you could go back to doing anything you'd had done in the past no restrictions just imagine your dominic cummings for one sweet moment Oof, what a life i mean your life what your life would be the freedom uh what would you do oh i'm trying so not to say sex but maybe sex like sex probably sex but Good also probably like having a picnic with my friends but i guess that's technically illegal now but it shouldn't be so sex let's go with sex uh for lack of something better more meaningful no, you know what? Uh -huh. Let's not go with sex. I wish I could hug my family. Nothing to do with sex. <laughs> we all know the real answer now. It's too late. It's too late for, oh, sorry, did I say sex? I meant to hug my mom. Wait, what? Sorry, I'm a really nice girl. That's a great t-shirt. The thing I do for, first after lockdown is sex. I meant hug my mom. <laughs> it's truly like, I, you know, think before you speak, don't be like me. I clearly just didn't. Just came Very out with sex. Well, there's a variety of t-shirts to choose from. I don't know if our audience wants to, um, viewers, if you have any, any, any favourites that you would prefer a t-shirt of, put it down below. 
Um, they're print on demand and uh, the fabric is traceable and they are made lo sourced locally and the printing's done locally. Um, mostly, to be honest, ha Hannah from the merch store is absolutely brilliant and had already sort of made them, you know, had done her sustainability checks. But then Ashling B uh, got involved because we were doing a t-shirt for her and she was like, it is it local? Is it traceable? Is it? So yeah. I asked a lot more questions. Um, and so it's, it's uh, she's so into sustainable fashion and ethical fashion. Yeah. Uh, so it is now Ashling B approved. That's how ethical it is. That is and the it's highest, not easy yeah. to get past. It is. It if actually get is. Past and she said, Ashling, oh, like... sorry, I'm such a pain in the ass. And I was like, you know, I was like, no, it's no, good because you're making me. To. I think yeah, you're making me ask these questions, which I should have already asked and I hadn't already asked. So it's really good. You know, if you could be re the responsible person for that thing where you you yeah. bug your friends about that it's actually useful it's really useful so thank you ashling b if you're watching or you hear this back um honey it's been absolutely wonderful uh to spend time with you today um i ned sedgwick is on tomorrow from global pillage my sidekick on global pillage but he's also uh one of the anchors of grown-up land the bbc sounds podcast that's been on for um a couple of years now so tune in tomorrow night at six o'clock uh, Ned's going to have some global pillage questions for you, uh, which are about idioms from other countries and customs from other countries. Uh, so tune in for that. There's other people this week that I can't remember, but they're brilliant. So tune in every night this week, Monday to Friday, 6 p.m. And please join us tonight, 7, uh, I think it's 7.15 or something like that, um, on the Amnesty UK Facebook page. And uh, join Juliet and Siobhan and, and me. And please ask, send in some questions, ask some questions. Otherwise, legend, exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, um, uh, we'll be, I'll have to kind of be faking questions from people. We don't want that. No. What, not when you could ask Juliet Stevenson and Siobhan McSweeney things. That would be madness. You've got an opportunity to ask Sister Michael things tonight. Who wouldn't do that? I mean, that's the dream come true, truly. The literal um, dream come true. Thank you for having um, me. Thank you for ha thank you for ha anything else you want to tell us quickly before you go. We're, um, about to, we're about to hit the hour and then they cut us off. Tell us, tell us anything you want to tell us. Uh, donate if you can to all memorial funds for George Floyd, not the official one. And if you can't donate, amplify someone amplify, else. Amplify, elevate. Someone else exactly. might donate their gym membership, which is suspended, or the fifty quid yeah. they were going to spend in the pub and at Pizza Express this week. Uh, so if you can't donate, doesn't matter. Share, 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 share. Share, elevate. Send, send yeah. it to a friend who has got money. Exactly. Thank you, everybody. See you tomorrow at six o'clock. Thanks, honey. Thank you. Bye. Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from LA. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.